everyone. It's Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. Today we're going to continue in our lifestyle series and talk about what it means to exchange chaos in our lives for order and peace. And we're going to look at both the spiritual and practical side of our lives. One of the most inspiring stories that I've ever heard about someone who created beauty and peace and order in her environment is from Betsy Ten Boom. Her story is In the Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom. Most of you are probably familiar with their story, but I love this specific example from this book. She had always had this amazing gift for creating order and peace and beauty in their home. They had a a family home that had a lot of people living in it, and they constantly had guests coming in and out. They did a lot of ministry in their home, and they didn't have much money. But somehow through the years, Betsy always managed to add this sparkle of just organization and warmth and loveliness and beauty and peace to each room in their house. And so friends and strangers and guests in their home would always feel this sense of calm and peace whenever they visited. Later, Corey and Betsy and their entire family were arrested for helping Jews during the Holocaust. And without going into that story, I just want to skip ahead to a moment when Betsy and Corey were both in prison and Corey and Betsy were not in the same cell. And Corey wondered how Betsy was doing. She had always loved order and beauty and peace and things just being in their place. And now here she was in a filthy prison cell. And she wondered how Betsy was doing emotionally in that kind of environment. And one day she was led by a guard past her sister's cell. And she was able to take a quick look inside Betsy's cell. And this is what she wrote. Unbelievably, against all logic, the cell was charming. The straw pallets were rolled instead of piled in a heap, standing like little pillars among the walls, each with a lady's hat on top of it. A headscarf had somehow been hung on the wall. The contents of several food packages were arranged on a small shelf. Even the coats hanging on the hooks were a part of the welcome of that room, each sleeve draped over the shoulder of the coat next to it like a row of dancing children. I just love that because here she was in a prison cell with really no reason to create order and beauty, no reason to even want to make an orderly environment. And yet she knew that she could make even a prison cell a reflection of the peace and the order of God, that it would minister to the women who were in that cell and that anyone who walked by would sense that message as they did. So it was very inspiring to me. Her example of creating order and beauty, even in a drab prison cell, to me is a powerful reminder that when our soul is rightly ordered, our outward life reflects the same principle, no matter what our outward circumstances may be. With Betsy, her soul was in order, her heart was at peace, and her outward circumstances were simply a reflection of what God had done in her inner life. So whether we're in a cold, dark prison cell, maybe a crowded dorm room or a dingy apartment or even a comfortable home, wherever we are, it can become a sanctuary of order and peace when the Spirit of Christ dwells there. Let's take a deeper look at this issue of how to create order, because I think in our culture, chaos is more normal than order. And in fact, chaos is often over-spiritualized and even celebrated in many areas of our lives. 
I've heard some women argue that the idea of creating order is merely for those of us who happen to have a knack for organizing and decorating. And we can be, you know, show off everything that we do on Pinterest and Instagram, but the rest of us should just accept chaos in our lives. But I disagree with that idea. I think Elizabeth Elliot perfectly expressed it when she said, the way you keep your house, the way you organize your time, the care you take in your personal appearance, the things you spend your money on all speak loudly about what you believe. The beauty of thy peace shines forth in an ordered life. A disordered life speaks loudly of disorder in the soul. Now, that's a pretty convicting quote right there. And not everyone appreciates this principle. I remember when we posted this quote one time on one of our Facebook pages and we got a few angry comments. One woman responded, those words only put unhealthy pressure on women and make them feel like they aren't good enough. And to be honest, I understand where those emotions come from because with Pinterest and Instagram and the social media craze in full swing, it's very easy for us to start comparing ourselves to others and feel like we're always falling short in one area or another. So whether it's looking at the spectacular creativity that we see on Pinterest and Instagram or observing domestic divas whose homes are flawless or measuring our decorating abilities against Martha Stewart or other magazines that are out there there's always the temptation to become insecure about our own skills to create order and to structure our environment a certain way. I once heard that there is a website now, I haven't looked into this, but I've heard that there's a website where you can post all your Pinterest flops. And I can honestly say I'd be a pretty good candidate for that because I've tried a lot of things that I've seen on Pinterest and they just don't look the same when I do them as how they look on Pinterest. So I understand that frustration. And most of us have seen examples of women who make an idol out of organization or personal style or homemaking, and they find their identity in perfectionism and in making everyone around them feel inferior. And as a result of these wrong examples, it can be tempting to forsake the idea of adding any kind of order or beauty or peace to our home and lifestyle. And many of us have resigned ourselves to the slobbish behavior of our day. And we sort of have this idea that we should celebrate chaos and let it rule in our lives. But taking a look at scripture, we see that God's pattern for femininity is one of excellence and diligence, not sloppiness and chaos. And as we've talked about on other podcasts, if you study Proverbs 31, you'll see a woman who is vigilant and watchful over the ways of her home, attentive to the needs of those under her care, energetic and hardworking, and purposeful about creating a beautiful and orderly life. I know many Christian women are snubbing the idea of being a Proverbs 31 woman, especially in the area of building an orderly home and lifestyle. And I've mentioned before that there are books out there that are seeking to release us, quote unquote, from the notion that we, re- that we are even called to rise up to the standard of Proverbs 31. But as we've talked about before, the standard of Proverbs 31 is not meant to be attained in our own strength, and what God calls us to, he equips us for. But because the idea of celebrating chaos is so prevalent today, countless women are swinging to that extreme, embracing and even celebrating chaos in every area of their lives. Many young moms are being led to believe that having a perpetually messy and disorganized home is what leads to well-adjusted and happy kids. 
I once was shopping for Christmas gifts online and I came across a decorative wall hanging that said something like this, good moms have sticky floors, laundry piles, and happy kids. So it's the idea that the only way your kids can be happy is if you don't tend to your house because if you tend to your house, you're going to be ignoring your kids. And there's a popular ministry for young moms who had the slogan for a year of their ministry called A Beautiful Mess. But it's not just young moms that are being targeted with this message that chaos is good. Many churches are promoting the idea that chaos in our spiritual lives is healthy and normal. So rather than expecting order and peace in our inner life, we are told that defeat, mediocrity, doubt, depression, that these things are just normal in every Christian's life. And so instead of being exhorted to bring our emotions under the control of God's spirit and find order within our inner lives, we are often told that anger, fear, jealousy, cynicism, and doubt should be expressed and given a stage and maybe even celebrated. Spiritualized chaos is a popular notion in modern Christianity. Whether it's in our spiritual lives or our emotional lives or our physical lives, disorder is being accepted, welcomed, and applauded by many people, especially women. This is such a different picture from the joyful serenity and heavenly peace that was reflected in Betsy Tinboom's home and then later in her prison cell. She had every reason, circumstantially speaking, to let frustration, anger, defeat, depression, and chaos rule both in her soul and in her outward environment. But she purposely chose a different pattern, the pattern of scripture. She allowed the light, joy, peace, and order of Jesus Christ to transform her from the inside out, and it affected everything about her life, from her facial expressions to her words to the atmosphere and beauty that she created even in a prison cell. This is the kind of well-ordered life that we are called to as daughters of the king. It's not a worldly self-focused perfectionism where we get stressed out about how organized our closet is or how perfectly coordinated our outfits are or what our sock drawer looks like. Rather, it's a joyful yielding to God's spirit. It's allowing his order and his peace to come cascading through our lives, even when our circumstances are difficult or frustrating. When we surrender our lives completely to him, every aspect of our lifestyle will begin to reflect his nature, just as Betsy's did. Let's look a little deeper into the nature of God and the fact that God is a God of order, not of chaos. The mother of Elizabeth Elliot, whose name was Catherine Howard, she once wrote about the importance of cultivating order in our homes. She said, there is a great deal of talk these days about having things unstructured. Just how can a Christian make this jibe with scriptures such as, let everything be done decently and in order, or with a careful study of God's creation? What would happen to the galaxies if they were unstructured? Certainly, there should be order in the home. All we must do is look outside to realize that God loves order and beauty. Chaos is not something he cultivates or celebrates, whether it's in his creation or in his word. 
That's not to say that there isn't laughter and fun and spontaneity in his kingdom. Godly order does not mean stiffness and prim, prissy behavior. Godly order in our lives helps us make time for the things that are really important, like winning souls, deepening our relationship with him, serving others, and practicing hospitality. It's nearly impossible to have an effective quiet time in a chaotic environment where there's noises and the television is blaring and the phone's ringing off the hook. It's difficult to build meaning relationships in a filthy room that's just piled with trash and dirty laundry. It's challenging to be hospitable to others when people can't even walk across your floor without tripping over something. This doesn't mean our homes or our dorm rooms need to look like magazine covers or Pinterest posts in order to reflect God's beauty in order. It just means that we should look around at the ways in which we can honor God's priorities in our daily lives and in our living environments. Let's ask the question, did Jesus have an orderly life when he was here on this earth? Scripture makes it clear that his life was not haphazard and chaotic, but peacefully disciplined and rightly organized around God's priorities. No matter how busy he was or how many multitudes came to him, he guarded time for prayer. The Bible says that he often rose up early in the morning and went to a mountain alone to pray. You can find that in Mark 1.45 and Mark 6.46. He was also purposeful about cultivating rest and meaningful time alone with his disciples. You can read about that in Mark 6.31. And he was also orderly with regard to practical things. When he fed the 5,000, it wasn't a chaotic free-for-all type of scene. Rather, he told his disciples to have the multiple sit down in groups and he had them distribute the food in a calm and orderly way. And afterwards, he instructed them to gather up the leftovers so that nothing would be wasted. And when Jesus left the tomb after he had risen, he even took time to fold the grave clothes that had been covering his head. It says that in John 27. All of these little details speak of the value that he placed on doing everything decently and in order. So if Jesus values both spiritual and physical order in our lives, shouldn't we treat them as important in everything we do throughout the day? Now, I'll admit that this can seem easier in certain seasons of our lives than others. When I had four children, ages four and under, with three in diapers at one time, having an orderly life literally felt impossible. And it required really crying out to God every single day for grace and wisdom. And even now, raising six children along with the demands of full-time ministry, there are many days when I'm tempted to shrug my shoulders in defeat and just allow chaos to reign in my life. But I found that no matter how chaotic my life may feel, there is always supernatural grace to embrace godly order if I'm willing to receive it. A well-ordered life is not something we can accomplish in our own strength, but we can't forget that God has the grace and the wisdom and the strength that we need in order to have an orderly soul and an orderly lifestyle. For more about this principle of tapping into God's grace for difficult or impossible tasks, I encourage you to listen to last week's podcast on people-pleasing. Let's take a deeper look at what it means to have a well-ordered soul, because having an orderly inner life is the key to having order in our outward life. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. 
all true order must flow from a rightly ordered soul. In my book, Authentic Beauty, I wrote about the importance of removing sinful habits, idolatry, and strongholds from our lives in order to create a sacred inner sanctuary in which we can experience an unhindered relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you're weighed down with sinful strongholds, worry, doubt, unforgiveness, cynicism, or other forms of spiritual chaos— you can be assured that God does not intend for you to live this way. You can never possess a well-ordered soul unless you first allow God to remove the spiritual clutter from your heart so that Jesus Christ can have absolute control over your inner life. If you feel that you're struggling with a chaotic inner life, if your soul is not in a state of peace, then I encourage you to take time to walk through an internal cleansing process, letting the Spirit of God shine His searchlight into your heart and gently remove anything that may be standing in the way of the thriving, victorious, orderly, Christ-centered life that He desires you to live. If you're wondering where to begin, both of my books, The Set Apart Woman and Authentic Beauty, can help you walk through this in more detail. Now let's take a look at a well-ordered lifestyle. Take some time to prayerfully consider which areas of your daily life reflect the peaceful beauty and order of God's kingdom and which reflect the selfish, chaotic frenzy of the world. Ask God to enable you to exchange chaos for his order and peace. That might be in your morning routine. It might be in your living environment or areas of personal discipline like sleep, exercise, quiet times. There are times when I feel God prompting me to organize my physical environment so that I can remove clutter and distractions and create a more peaceful environment for my walk with him, my time with my family, and the people who come into our home. There's other times when I feel that he's asking me to set aside my longing for a perfectly organized sock drawer or a stunningly pristine closet, which these desires usually come after I've spent a little too long looking at Pinterest and or Instagram, and that he wants me to focus instead on strengthening the spiritual atmosphere in my home. And then still other times, I feel convicted to develop greater personal discipline in my daily life in order to protect what's really important. If you yield each area of your life to him, he will be faithful to gently direct you in building a well-ordered lifestyle one step of obedience at a time. I love this story that I came across in a biography about George Mueller. He was a missionary who opened one of the first orphan homes for homeless children in England, and he received a lot of criticism and misunderstanding for the first few years of his ministry. One day, the famous author Charles Dickens came to his orphanage unannounced to find out for himself whether the many rumors he'd heard were true. He'd heard that the children lived in squalor and were treated like slaves. And instead of angrily refuting the charges, Mueller simply smiled and told his staff, show Mr. Dickens any part of the orphanage he desires to see. Open any doors he asks to see behind and do not bring him back until he's completely satisfied that he's seen everything he wants to. For three hours, Charles Dickens inspected every aspect of the orphanage. What he saw delighted and amazed him. Everything was orderly, fresh, and impeccably clean. The children were happy and well cared for. As a result of what he saw, Charles Dickens promised George Mueller that he would write an article giving a glowing report of the orphanage and destroy the false rumors once and for all. 
I love that story. It's so inspiring. Imagine if a non-Christian spent three hours inspecting our daily lives the way Dickens inspected Mueller's orphanage, observing how we spend our time, how we discipline our bodies, how we order our home environment. Would that person be drawn closer to Jesus Christ by what he or she saw? Would they see the beauty of a well-ordered, Christ-centered soul or the chaos of a selfish, sin-laden, pleasure-seeking heart? 2 Timothy 4.2 says, Be ready in season and out of season. By God's grace, may we order our lives and our souls around Him so that whether we are in season or out of season, we will reflect His nature. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. For more on this topic, please visit setapartgirl.com and especially see the online article entitled A Well-Ordered Life. And if you haven't yet become a subscriber to our bi-monthly Set Apart Girl magazine, this is a beautiful, inspiring, spiritually rich resource that can greatly impact your walk with Christ no matter what season of life you're in. So I hope you'll visit setapartgirl.com for more details. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.